Today's episode is brought to you by the American Society of Magical Negroes, a fresh satirical comedy about a secret society of magical black people starring Justice Smith, David Allen Greer, Ann Lee Bogan, and Nicole Byer. As an official selection of Sundance 2024, the American Society of Magical Negroes has been heralded by critics as an uproariously sharp-edged satire and a must-see. Now playing only in theaters. Visit the American Society of Magical Negroes film.com to get tickets now. When you're an American Express Platinum Card member, don't be surprised if you say things like, Chef, what course are we on? I've, I've lost count. Or, shoot that, shoot that! And even, checkout's not until 4, so... Because the American Express Platinum Card offers access to exclusive reservations at renowned restaurants, elevated experiences at live events, and 4 p.m. late checkout at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Yes, we are welcoming a new show to iHeart and the Draft. King's YouTube channel. It's called Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toladano. John Wall doesn't need no introduction. It's an insider's look at the NBA and culture surrounding the league. Every week, the five-time All-Star and the number one pick of the 2010 NBA Draft, John Wall, will give his unique perspective on the hottest topics in the league. So check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app the DraftKings YouTube channel, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The I Am Rappaport Stereo Stereo Podcast. Podcast. Live. Live. You're down with Rappaport. Yes, I am. 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 You better tune in. I am Rappaport.com. Cause every single podcast, you know he drops bombs. I seen him on set. A seasoned vet with true talent. Catch him on his way to CrossFit. Rocking the new balance. He asked me to do the track cause he know I rhyme elite. But I'm just waiting for the Robert De Niro line of the week. Breakfast of champions. Toasted bagel, cream cheese, and lox. This is I am Rappaport. The show never stops. You might catch him out in public. Stretching his knees. But if you don't listen to the show, yo. Wigga, please. Wigga, please. This is the Podcast. All right, so on today's episode, I get to interview fantasy football guru Corey Albertson, who literally has made millions of dollars playing fantasy sports. In, in, one, in one week, he won a million and a half dollars one day. He's won, he's lost. He's very interesting, very, very informative about all fantasy sports. I'm going to interview him. And this was a... And, and not an emergency podcast, but an impromptu podcast, because uh, we're coming out usually on a day we don't come out. But I have to announce that the TV show that I did, Public Morals, has been canceled. Uh, it's only going to be one season, unfortunately. Um, this is the name of the game. This is the, the way of the world. This is the way show business works. 
So all the people that have supported and enjoy public morals, and there's been a there's been a bunch of people that have tweeted about it and Instagrammed and emailed us at iamrapportpodcast.com about public morals. Unfortunately, we're not coming back. It's disappointing. The show was executive produced by Steven Spielberg and created by Ed Burns. 1960s cop show. If you haven't seen it, check it out. But, yo, it's disappointing. I found out earlier uh, earlier uh, today. And, uh, you know, it's never, it's never fun. The cast was great. Great work environment. Great scripts. But, uh, you know, I just wanted to be... To, Directly let people know that 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 was going on in my my little uh, my little world, you know, and they cancel the shows. The thing that's always interesting about shows getting canceled and and, and probably, uh, you know, you're like, well, why does it happen? And I'm always I'll tell people the short answer. It's politics. And that's exactly what it is, because they cancel many, many shows each year. Yet the same people doing the advertising continue to work there and the same people doing the branding and the posters and the people that are doing the, the, the scheduling, they stay. I mean, they get fired. And, uh, you know, essentially, because when, when a show gets taken off the air, I just use that word fire. You're essentially getting fired. You know, like you're like, oh, it's canceled. It's, you're fired. A, a, as an actor and in show business, you, you're, you're technically, you're rejected. The show's not coming back because it didn't do X, Y, and Z. I don't want to be in a relationship with you because... X, Y, and Z. It could be your breast stinks. It could be your fuck styles knock buck wild. It could be you're an asshole. It could be, it could be any, any things. So anyway, you know, I'm bummed about that. And you know I'm bummed because that's not a, tor- a term that I normally use. I'm fucking pissed off about it. I'm disappointed that public morals got canceled. So, you know, that whole, you mad, bro? Yeah, I'm fucking mad. I'll get over it. But I'm fucking mad. So you're not going to mad shame me. About, now, you're going to say, well, it's not the end of the world. Of course it's not the end of the world. People uh, are going through way, 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 way worse things. I get that, and I respect that. But I'm just saying, immediately, the way I feel about it, I'm like, yo, shit is whack. I don't like it. I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed with the way it went down. I'm disappointed that it went down. How can a show executive produced by Steven Spielberg not get picked up for a second season? That shit right there doesn't make any sense. Steven Spielberg has a track record a really rich, thorough track record. Um, so, yeah, so the fact, like, it, that's like saying, oh, yeah, Mercedes-Benz is, is, isn't up to snuff. Like, the new high-end Mercedes-Benz isn't up. Really? It's a Mercedes-Benz. Now, as a fan, I'm a fan. So, is it only ratings that will prompt them to say not enough people are watching? Ratings are number one. So, is that Why? It could be ratings. It could be some shows have fair ratings and they they want to um, replace it with a show that is produced in-house. For instance, Fox Studios is separate from Fox Productions. So a show could be on like separate from Fox Network. So a show could be produced by Fox and on HBO. Oh, Sh- but but the ideal thing, the most lucrative thing, is a show produced at Fox Studios for the Fox Network. Mm-hmm. So all the money is in-house. So let's say there's a show that's all Fox everything, and it's about a black guy and a white guy that do a podcast. And, 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 and it, it's all Fox everything. And let's say there's a show that's about a black guy and a white guy that do a podcast, and it's produced by Sony Studios but at the Fox Network. 
whether they admit it or not, they're going to consider the show that's all Fox everything first because you get all the money off of that. Mm-hmm. So if, if, the, if the all Fox everything show about a white guy and a black guy that do the podcast, let's say the Iron Rapport podcast show for Fox, mm-hmm. that would be dope. Of course. That's just an idea. I just came up with that off the cuff. They're going to lean towards picking that show up. So it's not always ratings. It's ratings. It's critics. It's awards. I mean, some shows, I can't remember what it is off the top of my head. It got canceled after the first season and then started winning and it won Emmys that year. Wow. So you never know. But, but the reality of it is, I mean, and we could go into that in more detail, and we, we will go into that. <laughs> the reality is I'm, I'm disappointed that Public Morals got canceled. It was a great run. You know, the show is on TNT.com. You could check it out. Coming right up after this, I'm going to be interviewing this fantasy freak, guru, gambling, college graduate, my man Corey Albertson. All right, the Iron Rapport podcast is sponsored by Casper Mattresses. We love our Casper Mattresses at the Iron Rapport podcast. Casper Mattress is an award-winning mattress company that makes the most ridiculously relaxing, supportive mattresses sold directly to the consumers. Trust me, I sleep on one every night. The Casper mattress is available in six sizes and has a 10-year full warranty. Ten fucking years. It's made and stitched right here in the United States. Free two- to five-day shipping in the United States and Canada. And in New York City, you could get it the day of. A guy will drive up with your mattress in a box and deliver it right to your fucking house. And if you do not like it, you have 100 nights to sleep on this mattress for free. If you do not like it, they will refund. They will come pick up your mattress for free. A hundred nights. Go to Casper.com and save $50 using the promo code Rappaport. R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T. Casper mattresses. We love them. All right. All right. This is the I Am Rappaport podcast. And I I don't want to call this an emergency podcast. I don't feel like it deserves the, 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 the emergency. But it is... Fantasy football playoff time, and, uh, you know, things are getting tight. Things are getting tight. So um, I have a guest, a special guest. Um, would, I, would you be considered a guru? My, my guest is Corey Albertson. And um, I met Corey because uh, I, I narrated a documentary all about fantasy football that Corey was featured in. Um, and, and then we talked to him. First, the first thing about Corey is that I don't think you look like the typical fantasy football player. All right, so, so for people that don't know you, which is probably 99.9% of the people that are listening to the Iron Rapport podcast, because there's millions of us. Yeah, I'll take the over. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take the over on that. <laughs> um, tell people uh, who you are, what you do, and what's your relationship to fantasy football. And you just, yeah, you can yeah, just... Yeah, sure. So my name's Corey Albertson. Uh, like uh, Mr. Rappaport eloquently described, I got to be in a documentary about people who make money playing fantasy football, which is something that I've been fortunate enough to do for about four years now. Uh, probably many of you at least have heard of uh, DraftKings and FanDuel, uh, especially recently as they've kind of been in the news and stuff with a few uh, you know kind of bumps in the road. Anyway, I've played on sites like that for about four years and have you know kind of started off small, but uh, taken it really seriously and been able to like make it into a career pretty much and, and say that like I'm a fantasy sports professional. And so you essentially, awesome. that's what you do to make money is fantasy sports for the last couple of years. Yeah. That's what that's fucking crazy. 
It is. And and your background <laughs> is what? Because you you went to your you give give because yeah. if you if you obviously you can't see uh, Corey because this is a uh, this is not a visual medium. Mm-hmm. But if you saw Corey walking on the street, you wouldn't think this is a fant- a professional fantasy sp- sports guy. Like you're you're like you know like a regular Joe. You have we're, we're, we Corey almost looks like we could be brothers, <laughs> but but I mean he's straight laced. You're a regular Joe. Did you ever play sports growing up? Yeah, a little bit. I I mean I was never that like athletic as a kid. So like I, I played in little league and stuff. But like the one year I tried football in seventh grade, I hated it. I just I hated getting tackled. It hurt, and so I quit. And like. Uh, but yeah, uh, you know, I, what would make me more of like a regular like fantasy sports guy? Like, would it be wearing a jersey instead well, of a sports Well, we'd be wearing a jersey. It would be loud. It would be sweaty. <laughs> and 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 you know, I just think that that would be the sort of the sort of uh, stereotypical image of it. You know, like um, you know, like on the on the fantasy sports. Um, um, well, first of all, as myself, like you know, the thing that I love about fantasy sports is fantasy football, and I am currently uh, in a bye week. Uh, uh, in my Stern Show Fantasy Football League because I beat the fucking dog snot at a fa-fa-fooey, a.k.a. Baba Booey, a.k.a. Mama Monkey during that. But, like, you know, I think you people would think it's more like a, you know, degenerate gambler sort of look. Sort of look. And you're, you're, you're an, a well-educated gentleman. Uh, yeah, I mean, semi-well-educated. I went to graduate school. So, actually, in the past couple of years, I got an MBA from the University of Notre Dame. Great experience, but I was really busy in those two years because I was also playing fantasy sports, like... All throughout the year, you know, as much or more than like pretty much anyone. So it was like uh, almost leading like two lives packed into one for a couple of years there. So yeah. And and how did you? Okay, so how did you wind up getting sort of like realizing that this could be a career? So I used to be a professional poker player, and I actually had moved to Playa del Carmen, Mexico, in 2011 because online poker got shut down in the U.S. And I like I wasn't quite ready to just like transition out of that just because the government shut it down. So I knew a few other guys that like went down to the Caribbean coast of Mexico, and I spent a little time there. And while I was there, I was introduced to daily fantasy by a friend of mine named Taylor. He started a site called DraftDay.com, which he has since sold, and. You know, I just looked at it and I was like, maybe if you were like good at like using these like salary dollars that they give you to draft your team, like if you could figure out how to like predict how the athletes will perform, I mean, it, it can become somewhat of a reasonably simple math problem, right? And so I just started treating it like that and use like, you know, spreadsheets and numbers to basically optimize how to like play on f- daily fantasy sites. And and then and then the whole al- so that's sort of like the whole algorithm that people talk about like like the algorithm of fantasy sports like 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 what is that cuz that's a term that I hear a lot like the algorithms like some people <laughs> say you know and we'll get into is it is it gambling is it skill is it betting cuz that's where yeah. the controversy lies but but just in terms of like like you know like they talk about in the in the in the in the documentary you know about the algorithms and you know you sort of created like you know uh, like you're not just going well I'm going to pick Cam Newton cuz he's my favorite player like there's more of a a mathematic thing in it but at the end of the day you know like you know it's luck it's 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 luck on how the players do they're all professional athletes so anybody can have a good day on any given sunday no pun intended (laughs) but like talk to me about the skill that's involved in what how you approach fantasy sports from a more cerebral yeah okay so i mean we'll talk about the algo can i uh, can I at, like say a couple things first, though? Oh, you could say whatever you want. All right. I met uh, Mr. Rappaport here in like week one of this NFL season for yes. the premiere of this documentary that he describes, and you know we kind of started texting back and forth, and so I, I've been you know just kind of like keeping a watchful eye over his like 
basically let's let's say dominance right of the dominance yeah, that's a good I mean, word. yeah it's a good it's the that's right a word good for word. It. takeover yeah so intrusion uh, t- talk to me about about the algos i like that term <laughs> algo that's like some real scientific stuff so so talk to me about that the algorithms and and just right off the bat how how do you break down a daily fantasy game like what wh- what do you use as someone who's very you what's the most you've ever won in a fantasy week like what's the or in a contest um Close to a million and a half in a week of NFL last year. Are you serious? Yeah. You won close well, of a million? Yeah, you, there was a scene in Living the Fantasy I know. showing this. You narrated it, I so know, you've seen it more than anyone. The people don't know, though. You won a million and a half dollars. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, crazy, man. You could yeah. t- nobody knows where we are. Nobody knows where the gloom thing. You're not going to get robbed when you, when you leave the studio. That's incredible. I don't know Were you, you tripping out? Were you tripping account. out when you, when you, when you uh, won that money? Like when, 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 like when you were actually like... A, Yo, I'm playing fantasy sports. I don't even, let's just say, I, I, I can't even throw a, a perfect spiral, yet I won a million and a half dollars. <laughs> yeah, that's essentially true. It's pretty surreal. Like, um, I have been, I partnered up with a friend of mine named Ray, and we've been playing in these games for like four years now. So, you know, going into that night, which is a little over a year ago now, we just like, we'd been like kind of like had a few other chances of winning like a million dollars in one day. That was just like the, maybe the best chance to date. And we really felt like we were due. Like it was our time. Like, you know, come on, like when is this, let's let, right. let the other shoe drop. And like, you know, we want to be the ones that actually win at this time. And it was just one of those like perfect nights of Monday night football where everything came together. And it was just, you know, it was, it was great. It was like, it was dreamlike, you know, there was very little stress to it actually. Have you, have you ever met like, like, cause in that, in that game, wasn't Le'Veon Bell a yeah. part of that? Did you ever meet like any of these players no. that sort of, cause Le'Veon Bell essentially won you a million and a half dollars. Yeah, no, you're right. And I've, that's absolutely right. And if you watch Living the Fantasy, you see that story kind of unfold in one of the scenes. And I've always thought like, you know, you know, I would never want to nag Le'Veon Bell. Like his, you know, he, he's I got think his he would appreciate that but, though. Yeah. If I ever had a chance to shake hands and like share like a two minute, like, story i would like or even that chance to show him that scene from living the fantasy he probably would think it's cool if, if I, I won 15 dollars because of Le'Veon bell <laughs> i would tell him but like winning a million and a half dollars because of any fantasy p- football player that's like i'm sure they'd be flattered like oh yeah. shit and then they'd probably want to cut <laughs> well he i mean that's an interesting uh, angle but he had an amazing season last year so he won a, a lot of people i think a lot and i think he knows that too because he was campaigning pretty hard on twitter to be thought of as like the fantasy player of the year yeah There's yeah some yeah. award giving out for that yeah, like, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think they might have given it to Jamal Charles instead, maybe. But yeah, no, yeah. Le'Veon was the guy. But did he get it? Okay. I don't know if okay. he got it. I don't know if he got it, but I mean, he definitely helped me last year. Oh, he was amazing, yeah. So, all right, so so going into the playoffs, going into this season, um, so, 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 so let me just ask you, so how do you approach week-to-week fantasy? How do you approach daily fantasy? T- talk to me about your technique and what your thought process is and, and what, you know, about the algorithms and like the computers and the numbers and statistics of it all. And, yeah. and number one, you don't get emotionally involved when you're voting for fantasy, when you're picking your lineup, right? It's not like, I love this guy. Is it no, instinct? Is it gut? Like, what is it? I get emotionally involved, but I kind of let the um, algorithm, since we've established that as the word to use, I guess, like, I kind of let the, the data, uh, the algorithm supply, like, mostly how I feel about the picks. But then, like, you know, within that, like, there's still a lot of subjectivity and actual, like, daily fantasy strategy where you have to think about like okay who's going to be like a popular guy and who's going to be a guy that isn't really picked at all and if you know if you're trying to beat let's say a hundred thousand other people in a contest having a player have a really great day that like you were one of the only few people to draft him is like you need that to happen it's like the best thing that can happen so 
you know, not only is like predicting how the, the athletes are going to perform part of the equation, but you also have to try to predict how popular they're going to be in the fantasy games that you're picking them in. Why? Because in the daily fantasy games, if everybody picks, let's say, for instance, Tom Brady as their quarterback, does his value go down or everybody has a chance to win? Like, yeah. what does that have to do with it? You seem to understand it. It's just like his value goes down because like uh, everyone, let's just say everyone, let's just say like hypothetical extreme, 100% of the players in the field draft Tom Brady. Right. Whether he breaks his ankle in the first play or throws seven touchdowns, you don't care in the, in the context of the fantasy contest because it didn't affect you either way, right? So you need like, the, the opposite of that would be no one has Tom Brady except for you. Now suddenly when he throws seven touchdowns, you're getting those Rappaport's points. at the top and everyone else is like looking up thinking, dang, I should have taken Brady. So it's important to, to think about that, you know? Okay, and then, and then this word algorithms, which is a new word for me. I mean, I heard it when I was in the 10th grade. I didn't pay attention to it. And I honestly haven't heard it so much and used it so much in, in turn, uh, in, in, until I started getting involved with fantasy football. Um, so, so what is an algorithm in terms of fantasy sports, particularly fantasy football? What does that mean? Yeah, so... You know, you're trying to put a number of variables into a spreadsheet to help you analyze how to Such draft as players. All right, let's go over the very, very basic. First, you need their name. Second, you need their position. Third, you need the team they play for. You might be able to get away with not having that. Let's just say you need name, you need position, you need their salary on the, on the site that you're playing on, whether it's FanDuel or DraftKings. And then lastly, you need some kind of prediction for how many fantasy points they're going to score that weekend. Now, you know... That gets to be a complex problem. There are ways that you can kind of like use a, a different heuristic or kind of like patch your way to a solution. But wait, 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 wait. what was the word you just said? Her, what heuristic? Just kind I of never, like a, never a, heard a, that word in my life, Corey. And I like it. <laughs> and I like that I never heard it. And don't be surprised that I never heard it. I guarantee you, there's people listening to the I Am Rapport podcast. How do you even spell that heuristic? Uh, I'm not good at spelling. I think it's H U E R I S T I C. How do you say heuristic? Heuristic. It just means like kind of like a guide or a reference for. So like you know if. You, if you could just find like you know one website that tells you like something about what to expect for fantasy players, that would be like a heuristic for making your decisions. You, like, and you, I might not you. even be using the word right, but anyway. So like you're probably you have, using it right, and I and be proud of it. Be a, be proud of the fact that you, you have a, a better education than me, Corey. Don't don't be ashamed of it. Go ahead. So go ahead. Uh, first of all, I don't believe that that's true at all. I mean, you've been in Hollywood acting for like three decades now. I think your it education make you that smart. Trust but me, you're street smart. Street smart. I, I got a lot of street we smarts. We should really be talking cred. about you. But oh, anyway, no, no. Go ahead. Uh, so okay, so you have like let's say like Devonta Freeman is like right. ten thousand dollars to draft him on Fanduel, right? And you expect he's going to score twenty Fanduel points. Behold, you have yourself a ratio right, right there, right? So you want to create that ratio for kind of every player across the board and analyze, okay, who are the ones that seem to be good value for your money and who are the ones that maybe I should avoid? And that's kind of like the foundation of what we might call an algo in this, in this uh, context. Okay, okay, that makes sense. And then, and then in terms of like, do you create, have you and your partner created your own algorithms? Like where's the best source of information like like you know like like there's so many websites and there's so many quote unquote um, fantasy gurus there's so many uh, fantasy experts have you guys are you considered like a fantasy expert like have you guys created your own thing no Ray and I have always stayed away from trying to like you know shill or like you know picks or whatever like it just seems like uh you know, whatever the business model is for doing that, it never made any sense to us because like, if you really believe that you have like this fantastic info, the best thing to do, you know, at least up until now, in my opinion, has been to hoard that info and just play daily fantasy with it rather than try to like sell it to people for twenty nine ninety nine or whatever, I got right? You. So we've always been like, you know, let's just keep the info. We don't need to be like, you know, out there like touting ourselves and, um, 
Uh, yeah. Okay. So in terms of like, you kind of asked about like, how is it made? And like, you know, I would say there's like proprietary elements and also just kind of like research based elements where we're relying on other people's work. And it's, you know, it's ultimately at the end of the day, what is making a fantasy baseball algorithm? It's, it's knowing how to, it's knowing what data to organize, how to organize it and you know, how to use it. Right. So that ultimately it's like a data organization problem, I think. And, and so like, so, but like, for instance, like, like one of the things that I'm trying to figure out and, and improve as a fantasy player, like this is a real thing, but you get so nuts when it comes to fantasy, but like, <laughs> it is true, like improving, like as far as defenses, like picking defenses and like, you know, sort of, you know, figuring out like, what's the best defense? Like, how do you pick a deep, obviously, you know, fa- like just so, so people that don't know, fa- um, the, 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 um, weekly uh, uh, pot, uh, fantasy football, which is what I play in, uh, which you hear me talk about in the Stern Show. It, it's a season long thing, so I make my picks, and then it's sixteen weeks daily. Is is every Sunday or every top of the week? Because you could play Thursday, you could play just you. You can't play just Thursday, right? Yeah, you have to have two or more games in real life. Okay, so every Sunday, um, there's there's daily picks, but like you you need to pick a defense. And and like one of the things that I'm learning, trying to figure out is how do you pick the best defense? Like that's a question I have. Like how do you pick the best defense? I, if I knew the answer to that, I would like, you know, love is it to a tell coin you. Toss? I, it's. It, I mean, you look, hedge your bet, right? You try to get the best you can. There are definitely like, and let's just t- stick with the daily fantasy context since that's what I'm most familiar with. Although I do play season long, as you mentioned as well. Um, there, there's just like a lot of like variance to how a defense is going to perform in any given week. So you might have like a, a theory on like that, like, you know, these ones are better than these other ones, but any given week, like, you know, you should totally expect that your favorite defense is not going to actually be the one that scores the most points. So right. it's kind of a, it's kind of a riddle. Defenses are a pretty variable position in that, in that way, maybe more so than like, um, you know, wide receivers are right. Uh, yeah. And then, and then, as far as drafting, like when you approach a draft, like so, when when you're playing your daily fantasy, explain what how many like what the lineup is. It's it's not your your your, your traditional thing. It's one quarterback. One articulate yeah. what that what it is. So you draft depending on the site. Let's just like just keep it kind of simple. You draft like one quarterback, two running backs, three wide receivers, a tight end, and a defense. That would be like an example of like a team, you know. And you're given like let's say fifty thousand. Like you can join a contest, right? You can join a contest anywhere from no money on the line at all. You're just playing for fun, all the way up to contests where it's like five thousand dollars to buy in, right? And you know, and everything in between that you can imagine against just one other person, like you know, Mr. Rappaport and I could play heads up or. It would just be like hundreds of thousands of people, you know? So you choose your contest and then you're given like a fixed amount of salary money. So like, you know, it's kind of arbitrary. It just depends on the site. They might give you like $50,000 in salary money. And then you look at the players and each player has a price associated with them. And, you know, usually of course the best players like Tom Brady or Julio Jones or whatever are going to have like the highest price tags. And, you know, the name of the game becomes finding like, how do I find kind of value here? How do I find like a diamond in the rough? that's going to do a lot for right. real cheap. And and how do you break that down? Like th- so, this week, how have you been successful? Like what, th- this season, have you been successful? Like what's your biggest? Are you allowed to say what your biggest win is, or it's public, right? Well, no, it's not public. Definitely not. I mean, maybe there are some sites that try to estimate it, but I don't know that any of them are doing it really well. I think 
uh, you know, biggest win this year, maybe in any given week, was like about, probably about uh, I don't know, I think like three hundred thousand. But holy, which crap. was great. That was great. But let's take it into the grand context, which is that I've had weeks where uh, Ray and I lost that much money, right? And so holy crap, yeah. So we like, you know, you kind of have to look at the whole season as an aggregate. And right now we've had an okay season. Like we're we we're in the black or the green or whatever you call it. Right. But it's it hasn't been like you know exactly like. Uh, over the moon outstanding or anything yet. So I live in San Francisco, but I'm in Southern California for this weekend, going to San Diego tomorrow for the FanDuel Fantasy Football World Championships. And explain what that is and what's at stake. What's at stake? So you have to qualify for it as 120 people have. Um, five of those 120 lineups, I should have said, are... Uh, I, I have them, Ray, Ray of Hope. We won those seats, right? So over the course of the season, you have to win a qualifier to get to the San Diego event. And then out of the 120 competitors this weekend, first place gets $3 million, I think. Oh, and wait, whoa, 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 whoa. One person is going to win $3 million? Yeah, or, or conceivably more if they have a lineup that finishes you know, first and second or something like that. Yo, wait, and is it only one person that will win? Like, it's only first so, place that can only go to one person? No, so great question. There's 120 prizes, so every spot pays something. I think it goes like $3 million, $1.5 million, $1 million, and then down from there, down to like 20000 for right. 120th. Holy crap. So have you placed your lineups this week? No, I mean, uh, as we're recording this, it's only Thursday afternoon. So uh, this is just like after we finish up here, I'll just kind of start to do like research for the week. Honestly, I don't do a whole lot on like Monday through Wednesday. So uh, it'll be like kind of a weekend long process of just, you know, working on lineups. And so let's think about the total prize pool for this contest divided by the 120 seats. Every every entry is worth like $100,000 in value, right? Like, you know, you might only get 20,000 for it or you could turn it into 3 million. But if you think of it as like, what is the seat worth? It's worth 100,000 and we have five of them. So it's almost like putting half a million dollars on the line. So you want to make sure that you like- Your team five, has five, five yeah, seats? Yeah. Holy cow, man. <laughs> That's crazy, man. Well, we've been lucky on, on FanDuel <laughs> with uh, winning seats this year. DraftKings has been kind of the opposite. We've, I think, been fulfilling the dreams of some others along the way. But What do you mean? What do you, what, what do you mean? <laughs> like, we've won two seats on DraftKings, but uh, up until last week, we'd only won one. And definitely at that point in time, like, we had, like, paid more buy-ins and qualifiers than one seat was even worth. Right. You know, like, maybe we had one seat, which I think is worth, like, 80000 but we had done, like, 130000 in qualifiers. Holy so crap. Yeah. I mean, that's just an estimate. I don't know exactly, but... The Iron Rapport Podcast is sponsored by Mack Weldon. Mack Weldon is a New York City-based company that lives and breathes New York. They make the best underwear, the best T-shirts, the best socks at Mack Weldon. They use great, soft comfortable, breathable material. It's light. The fabric is great. You could shop online or, or on your mobile phone and check out in less than a minute. Mack Weldon wants you to be comfortable and look good. It's perfect for the guy going for a run or the guy on the run. Use the promo code Rappaport, R-A-P-A-P-O-R-T for 20% off. You get 20% off your Mack Weldon underwear socks and t-shirts long sleeve t-shirts check it out mac weldon m-a-c-k-w-e-l-d-o-n all right so so explain to me and the people what is uh the what is going on the controversy with fantasy sports um uh you know it, it, for me uh it would be like i i don't gamble 
and and I play daily fantasy uh, uh, on on DraftKings, and I play daily fantasy on on FanDuel. Thanks to you, you, you got me involved with that. Um, and uh, I haven't had that much success. I, it, it's been hard for me to sort of double dip with m- the mentality that it takes for my, my season-long thing. But there's a controversy that's going on where the, 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 the whole fantasy sports in general may not exist anymore, right? I, uh, wrong. <clears throat> I don't think that that's truly a risk. Um, you, you said it. You, you know, that was a good segue to kind of talking about some of the, like, um, controversies that have come up in with the daily fantasy operators over the course of this football season. It's very complicated. It's been kind of like complex and there's been a lot of like storylines with it, but just to kind of like summarize it, I would say that that daily fantasy really hit the mainstream consciousness this football season because of, you know, one reason in particular, and that was the advertising. They went crazy. They went crazy. Like every other ad on TV was for daily fantasy. And what I think that did was it brought a lot of, eyeballs into a space that maybe wasn't quite ready for a lot of scrutiny yet. Mm-hmm. And then what happened is you kind of have the spark that goes off, which, you know, was almost like this just unfortunate coincidence of this poor guy at DraftKings released some data on the internet. Uh, he works there. He released some data that he wasn't supposed to release a little too early on a Sunday. And lo and behold, that weekend, he won a bunch of money playing on uh, the rival site FanDuel. This was at a time where uh, employees were allowed to play daily fantasy on other sites because of this incident. They're no longer allowed to do that. But at the time, you know, the media kind of like saw the story and they're like, wait, so this guy had access to this insider data, which he accidentally released early. And then on the same weekend, he wins a ton of money in playing on FanDuel. It, 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 people made a connection there between those two events and it, that kind of triggered a controversy, right? Because it was the, sort of like insider trading. Yeah, the perception was like, holy cow, like something shady is going on here, right? The reality is that uh, the, the, the young man, Ethan Haskell, to the best of anyone's knowledge, and there was even an investigation wasn't doing anything wrong. He was like truly just an accident that he published the data. Independent of having access to that data, he did well on FanDuel that weekend, but it didn't matter because all that mattered was what people thought happened and right. it looked really bad. Right. And and then so what was and then what happened? Then what proceeded to happen? You know, I mean there was kind of just a domino effect after that of, you know, quite a few different dominoes, but it, it where it's kind of gotten most interesting would be the New York State Attorney General who um you know, kind of jumped into the media headlines for himself. And um, I think, you know, I'm not a lawyer, but I, I think the gist of it is that he he sent a cease and desist letter to the site saying, like, you're no longer allowed to operate in New York because this is like illegal gambling. It goes against New York laws. And, you know, now they're battling in the courts. I think FanDuel actually already left New York. I don't believe DraftKings has yet. And they're kind of like uh, waiting for this, like, verdict from a, a judge on, like, which side is going to win here, the fantasy side or the attorney general. And what do you think is going to happen? And what is what is your involvement? And and what the, like is it is it is is one isn't one of the questions of the main things? Is it a game of skill or is it a game of luck? Yeah. And 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 break down like what that means and what you think it means and and uh, and and like what your just opinion of it is. Yeah. First of all, I have no idea what's going to happen with the ruling in New York. I mean, it's in my mind, it's a coin flip. So I'm eager to find out. Uh, but it could potentially be shut down in New York. I like believe- online, but how, how, but how does that even work? If it's online gambling, you can't do it from New York? Or like, how does that even work? Yeah, I mean, I was in New York over Thanksgiving, and I just, I kind of like, uh, remembered while I was there, I was like, oh yeah, I can't like, I can't play on FanDuel from here. It was like, it was, uh, it got pretty real at that moment. Cause you know, unless you're in New York, it, it actually doesn't affect you. You or, mean you, you, your, your computer won't Yeah. Work? Like they know you're, you know, they have geolocation software. And so they just like, they you know what's safe. You can't in. place your, your, yeah, your they'll bets. tell you like, you can't, you know, do wow. whatever. Yeah. That's crazy. I yeah. didn't know that. Yeah. So, um, 
You had another question. No, about like luck, yeah, yeah, skill, okay, so, and that whole thing in right. terms of fantasy sports. Yeah, thanks. So it's like, you know, these questions are kind of annoying because people think of them as if it's like a binary thing, like it's one or the other. Right. It couldn't possibly be something in between. Right. So people are like, is it a game of skill or a game of chance? The answer is, you know, this, the black and whites like answer is that it's a game of skill, but yes, there are elements of chance, and certainly on any given weekend, even any given season, I would say there there are huge elements of chance. Just like this weekend in San Diego, like someone's going to win three million dollars, and it, who knows who it will be, right? So there's chance involved in the game, but it is a game of skill. People say, you know, is it gambling or? And, and it's like, you know, gambling is not like it's not like a, is this a zebra? Yes or no? Like there's a right answer to that question, right? Right. When you say is this gambling, it's not like it's not like that like black and white, right? It's like it's a form of gambling. Yes. Like you, if you want to use that word, fine, but you shouldn't think of this question as being particularly important, right? Because you can't just say yes or no. What you should try to do is understand really what the game is. How is it different? How is it managed? What needs to be changed about it? And like, don't get hung up on the like is it gambling question that people do. But but like like. If it is gambling, what is the like? What is the like? Uh, I didn't say again, like, because I don't, I don't, I don't gamble. Like, you know, I, I play blackjack every now and then. But if it is gambling, so what? If people want to do it, like, what are the laws? Like, why, why is this becoming a whole thing? Like, I don't understand, like, why this is such a major controversy. Like, what is the major controversy? Is it is it just like, yo, the New York State's attorney? Here's a bag of money, and like, <laughs> are they just not getting the kickback they want? Like, what is the deal with it? Uh, I don't know, man. I mean, that's you'd have to like talk to the cynics about that one. I think I think like certainly money is like an element here, right? Like California is having a, a hearing next week that I'm actually going to be testifying at. I'm uh, kind of on behalf of like a uh, what's called the DFS Players Org organization. And anyway, like you know, I think why is it happening like this? Like, why can't people just play in these games? Like. Yes, it's true that that kind of like libertarian mindset is like what would be most optimal. Um, but you know, the reality is that you have people whose jobs it is to make sure that there are consumer protections to make sure people aren't getting ripped off or like, you know, falling into like problem gambling habits. And so, you They're know, trying just, not to create degenerate gamblers who are throwing away their entire lives, wind up under the the, the, the bottom of a, a building somewhere and all this kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. It's just kind of inevitable that if you have businesses that are like, at least like largely resemble a online gaming or online betting company you know maybe they're not exactly that but they at least kind of seem like maybe they are right it's just like inevitable that there's going to be some like politicians or or lawyers or someone who wants to like take a closer look at it right and i think that we're at that tipping point for daily fantasy maybe the industry wasn't quite prepared for it maybe kind of a little overconfident thought maybe that day would never come but it, it did it's here and you know they need to work their way through it i think everyone does as an industry the best that they can and hopefully coming on the other side where you know there are like sane common sense regulations around this space but nothing that a prevents people from playing all right now the i am rapport podcast uh has been bestowed it's the only <laughs> podcast that now has championship rings because the i am rapport podcast is the champion of all podcasts official fantasy rings.com mm-hmm. they made customized <laughs> i am rapport podcast championship rings have you have you ever wanted an, a, a, a customized uh a, a fantasy sports ring have you got one yet my season league has a trophy but i don't have a ring yet no 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 no, no. you need a ring they <laughs> look and feel like real championship rings all <laughs> right and one. it's a great incentive for winners and losers i mean you're Corey albertson you're like you're like a, a, a real fantasy dude you need a ring you want a million and a half dollars like the winner of the three million dollars this week should have a championship ring. I think there's like a belt, like kind of like a title belt. No, 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 
no, no, no, no. It's fantasy sports, championship rings, and and these rings we got we got coming. Mine is customized for the I Am Rapport podcast, and and I actually handed out an official fantasy ring dot com to Gorilla Fafa Fui from the Stern Show Fantasy League. But I'm I strongly suggest. That in your season-long fantasy or, or, or your weekly fantasy or these people that are playing for millions of dollars, they go to officialrings.com and check it out because you'll feel like the champion that you are. I think- and, and also, it, it, could, it could be a, for a winner or a loser. You know, because a loser could wear a ring and say, I'm a loser, asshole. I lost this. And you have to wear it until the next season starts. Any way you want to do it, it works. But go to <laughs> officialfantasyrings.com. Get your customized fantasy sports rings. They look and feel like the real thing. They're a lot of fun. They look good, and they're, a lot, they're really cool. I think you would want the font to be pretty big on that loser ring for it oh, to yeah. have the intended effect. But oh, I agree. Yeah. And you know what I also think? I think FanDuel and DraftKings, they should be getting on this site themselves and making sure that if whoever wins $3 million this week in San Diego should be getting one of these Rappaport rings, in my opinion. Opinion. Absolutely. Whoever wins the three million dollars, that's the least of the things they should have. Like they should get like one with real jewels. Like mine looks and feels like the real thing. There's no real jewels in it. But if you win three million dollars, that might be know, worth like a chocolate diamond. Or do something, something yeah. in there. Do something in there. All right. So so going into a NBA, which NBA is my thing. Like I love as much as I love NFL. Um, intuitively and instinctively, I understand. NBA uh, better, and I, I'm just—it's just something I, I, I've loved longer in my life. So, so you're now also—you also participated in fantasy basketball. So, break down in in layman's terms how NBA fantasy because I haven't started doing that because it seems too overwhelming to do like you know like every single game. Was it weekly? Is it daily? How does it work? Break it down. Yeah, you can play it daily. And like you, I love basketball. The NBA is my favorite pro sports league. I think it's maybe the greatest organization on earth. They're incredible. Um, fantasy basketball is like, first of all, I always take Rappaport in the Celebrity All-Star Game Fantasy League. Thank you. You have to. As you should. Yeah. I mean, As you should. You know he's going to back people down. And As just you like, should. And yeah. you know what? And, and, go, and that's actually a good thing because going into the Celebrity Game 2016, I'm going to see if we could put that on the market as a fantasy game. Yeah. And then you could pick players and, and it's going to be uh, I, I, it's going to be in Canada and, and there, there, there's some sniffing, there's some whispering that it might be a, 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 a Canada versus the world. And I'm just going to tell you, I'm putting up numbers in that game. Yeah, I mean, I'm just did, letting you know. Who do they even have besides Bieber? I mean, there's no one that can defend you on I that mean, what, team. Seth Rogen, what's Forget he gonna do? It, yeah. Drake, if yeah. he if he decides to get out there, I'm telling you right now. And in, in, in as far as fantasy sports, he's not putting up numbers. Bieber, I'd give him because he's like a little Justin Bieber. I don't know if you ever seen him play. He's like a, a, a Canadian, like a like a, a, a wild rabbit <laughs> Canadian jackrabbit. <laughs> You know, like a feral Canadian jackrabbit. So he might be someone to put up there. Like, if he could be your point guard and then I'm your power forward, you're starting a good celebrity fantasy basketball game. But break down, you know, basketball, how it works, NBA uh, fantasy basketball. By the way, this probably could really work. Like, pairing the celebrity all-star game with the regular NBA all-star game in a fantasy contest where you you have to draft, like, three celebrities and three NBA players, and it's cumulative. This is why I like where your head's at, Corey. Yeah, we should talk to some folks about this. Yo, this is why I like... where your head's at I like where your head's at and then you know like the celebrities you know you can head your that would be making a lot of fun making the celebrity game you know uh, it would be low stakes because it ain't gonna be a lot of scoring it'd be low stakes and low scoring and uh, you know but I think that's a good idea for All-Star Weekend but break down NBA basketball and how you wind up uh, uh, you know going about it so how many games have to be playing on a collective night for there to be daily NBA uh, basketball 
Fantasy. Technically only two. So the you know the law that kind of has driven the fantasy growth so far says that there have to be multiple real-world events. So you need at least two different real-world NBA games on any given night. And if you have that, technically you're good to go on playing daily fantasy where you know the, the model is kind of the same as what I described earlier for NFL. You've, you, have, you have a certain amount of money and you draft players at different positions. And just like fantasy football, you kind of want to try to figure out like who are the best picks based on what I expect them to do. And, and what are the stats? Obviously scoring... Yeah, rebounding, assist, and what else? Because I heard it was like free throw percentages, free throw, no. free throw miss. What? What? what how do you? How do you get? To, like, is LeBron? He seems like he would be a good, obviously a yeah. good fantasy pick because he fills it up across the board. Yeah, I mean LeBron's the man. There's you know Demarcus Cousins is is kind of like a fantasy god because he stuffs the stat sheet too. Um, so yeah. what are the stats that get played? Yeah, so like it's pretty pretty standard scoring. Like what are the stats that like, you know, ever get talked about in basketball for the most part? It's you know pretty much like um points, three-pointers, uh assists, rebounds. Uh what else am I missing? I mean, I'm I'm probably missing like uh, one or two stat lines here, blocks, what steals, whatever else. Okay, but like okay. but like you know, it's just the basic scoring. There's nothing like super complicated. Okay. Like it's a little bit harder to watch fantasy, like watch basketball with fantasy basketball in mind cuz like with football, you got like 40 seconds between every play. You know exactly that you need, you know, Todd Gurley to score. Right. They're on the goal line. Like it's a very like kind of like you know, there's a moment that you know what you're looking for. Baseball's the same way. You know when Mike Trout is coming up to bat, right? right. Basketball, you don't know like when Steph Curry's about to pull up for a three the answer is probably like any second now but like are you still threes have to like watch. three or threes four or th- that's it threes or four like uh it depends between the sites but like some sites do like uh you know you get three for it plus a bonus point which is you know obviously makes three-point shooters like the greatest thing right <laughs> and so so who are some of the people obviously like the 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 the, the regular joe schmoes like of course steph curry because yeah. of his three-point prowess uh, uh, um, uh, Thompson. He 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 had ten Clay threes Thompson, yeah. the other night. Like so, Clay Thompson. So like, who are some of the other like lesser known going into NBA season this year that have have emerged as good uh, fantasy players besides the, the the regular cast of characters of the LeBrons, mm-hmm. Demarcus, and Steph Curry? Like who are some of like the give me some give me some names. Man, I'm gonna have to like plead stupidity on that because I don't really even start like focusing a lot on fantasy basketball until after football season ends because oh, it's just like it's too much. Yeah, uh, you know, it's like you could do it all but uh you know i don't know i haven't like looked at fantasy basketball like every single day it's like and it's only been going on for a couple weeks or like you know four weeks or whatever so i don't have like a ton of confidence in like giving you like answers i would feel good about putting out there to a million listeners but million it's, yeah, it's, it's millions, probably millions, yeah, millions millions of listeners or we say billions or millions just you could say m- millions, millions of millions. listeners all right. you don't have to say billions that'd be exaggerating <laughs> but millions is kind of that kind of it's like tens of millions. You could say that it depends on a <laughs> weekly thing. I I think that with you and we're discussing it might be in the tens of millions this week. Yeah. So you could say the tens of millions of listeners. Wait, <laughs> let me let me take a break. Hold All on right. one second. Yo, the Iron Rapport podcast is proudly sponsored by Greats Sneakers. Great Sneakers is the first sneaker brand directly made in Brooklyn, New York. Greats is a direct-to-consumer sneaker brand that is redefining the sneaker business. They eliminate the middleman to save the customer money by selling to you at greats.com. Guys like Marshawn Lynch, Beast Mode. We're talking fantasy sports. We're talking fantasy football. Beast Mode has the Beast Mode sneaker at greats.com. Kevin Durant also endorses Great Sneakers. Just If you want to go to greats.com, if you want to buy a present... Uh, for somebody over the holiday seasons, trust me, go to greats.com. You could use the promo code RAP, R-A-P, and save 20% off anytime you go to greats.com and buy sneakers. Trust me, they're, they're nicely made, they're comfortable, they eliminate the middleman. Forget the middleman. Who needs the middleman? Saves the customer money by selling to you directly at greats.com. 
All right, so Corey, I, I need you to give me some tips. I feel like like you, you, you're scared to make some 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 premonitions and some observations. I listen. I need you. You, you sound smart. You look smart. You look clean. You look lean and mean. You won a million and a half dollars. You're playing for three million dollars this week. Give my people, give the listeners some tips here. Break it down. Give me, give me some names. Give me some like some uh, what do they call sleeper picks? Yeah, you know, I mean, like it's tough, right? Is sleeper picks we, like an overused thing. Uh, is, that, is there such thing as a sleeper pick? I know I watch the show <laughs> Homeland. They talk about sleeper cells. Like, like, whoa, 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 give me, give me something, man. Give me something. Like, you got now. I, look, Tom Brady versus Houston. I wouldn't go with Tom Brady. I'm scared of that. If 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 I wouldn't pick yeah. Tom Brady. Yeah, no, and you shouldn't. Like right now, we're looking at a site called Fantasy Aces, which is actually based here in Los Angeles. They're like not as they're not the biggest daily fantasy site, but you know they're they're like a pretty cool site. And we're just looking at their games. So like you know, it depends on the site salary, right? Like some sites maybe like drafting Tom Brady would be good, and others it might be bad, depending on what that ratio is that we discussed earlier. This week on on fa- like Fantasy Aces as an example, like D'Angelo Williams, like running back of the Steelers, like he's kind of an awesome pick because he's like. He right. hasn't, they haven't like, you know, like priced him yet at the very top of their right. price tier. And right. he's like, he's basically like a top elite running back right he's, now. He's so doing very well. He's doing very well. And then like for quarterbacks, like Cam Newton for a guy that's just going to like be like a great pick, but that like lots of other people are going to have him. And then like Tyrod Taylor to Buffalo Bills for like someone that's like, if you want to talk sleeper, like Tyrod Taylor is like, usually he's like always asleep, not always, but most weeks, you know, people don't tend to draft him, right? He puts he, up numbers. He puts up numbers. He can run the ball. Running is worth a lot in fantasy. So right. yeah. So like, and what, and what do you think about like Russell Wilson? Like he, he his fantasy numbers have gone up because yeah. he's not turning the ball over. He, he runs, he gets a lot of points and they like Seattle is starting to, uh, to, to go up. Like, yeah. you know, they're starting to come together. So Russell Wilson. Yeah. So, so out of the, the picks here, like out of at Tom Brady, Drew Brees had a good, la- good week last week going against Tampa Bay. Like, like how do you make these, yeah. these premonitions? Like, what do you think like, about this? <clears throat> premonition seems like a polite way of putting it, but it's, it's more just like, you know, like I said, like you do the research, you kind of come up with like, just like, you know, what to expect, right? So you want to look like who's overrated and who's underrated. Oftentimes, like the top price guys, like especially at the quarterback position in my mind, can be kind of overrated. So like Tom Brady, Drew Brees, like these are guys that, uh, you know, maybe on average, I don't usually like nearly as much as I like, uh, you know, like Tyrod Taylor, like who we discussed, or, you know, Jameis Winston even has had a couple Jameis of good weeks. Jameis has done good. So, like he's, he's starting off terrible, but he's right. had some like he's figured moments. it out. So you know, it depends on the week. It depends on the matchup. And explain to like the, the the people the difference between a flex and a tight end. And who would you pick for your flex on this 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 uh, this site here, the, the the Aces site? Yeah, like so a flex just means like you like you can pick a running back, a wide receiver, or a tight end, and like and they're this quote week, unquote like, flexible. Yeah, exactly. Does it happen? So now, does like, that mean they're good at touching their toes? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, what you does that mean? Extra points if they can touch five inches past their toes. But what it means. Uh, what it means really is it's just it's a flexible like spot on your fantasy lineup, so you can take anyone of any position, just not a quarterback or a defense, and they they kind of score differently than the other positions do. Okay. So like, um, you know, this week like a guy on fantasy aces that you'd like absolutely want to have, in my opinion, is David um, David Johnson. Okay. And Why? He's he's just like really cheap because he just got thrust into the role of the starter recently. And like, you know, some of these sites, they don't always update their like salaries, like right away for players. So if there's a guy that like 
just is going to start for the first time because like someone else got injured, like make sure you look for that guy on the daily fantasy site because okay. his salary might be prices if he's a backup, you know? David Johnson. Yeah. So that's a sleeper guy. That's a guy to check for this week. He's not even a sleeper so much as he's just like a really valuable pick because he's cheap, but he's, you know, people expect him to do well. So. All right. I right. see yeah. that's that's see that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> Listen, my man right here is dressed sharp. He does this for a living. All right? He's, he's not sweating. He's cool, calm, and collective. Yo, Corey, I got to go. I wish you tremendous luck this weekend. I feel like if you win the $3 million, you have to go to officialfantasyrings.com. You got to splurge. I'm going to do it a, anyway, man. You, get you, you deserve a ring. Win or lose, I'm getting a ring. Got to get yourself a ring. And and I appreciate the time. I appreciate the insight. And, uh, you know, this is the Iron Rapport Podcast, and we're out. The Iron Rapport Podcast is sponsored by the American Giant Clothing Company, AmericanGiant.com. Go on there. Sweatshirts, rough, well-made, comfortable, breathable, warm. In the, in the winter, you need yourself a nice American Giant zip-up hoodie or a pullover hoodie. American Giant. Go to AmericanGiant.com. Check out the T-shirts, the sweatshirts, the sweatpants. American Giant.